This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? It's George Carmi here from Full Press Coverage Washington, and thank you guys for joining us for our first ever Full Press Coverage podcast. Let's get it. All right, guys, welcome to our full press coverage Washington podcast. Like, I know time is very precious for everybody. So, thank you for giving us your time and joining in with me and Trevor and Tony as we get going with our first ever FBC Washington podcast. So, guys, um, as I mentioned before, it's our first ever attempt doing this. Um, all three of us have been working behind the scenes and running for FBC Washington for a little while now. And it's, it's our biggest passion. And um, as I mentioned, you guys are going to be joining us from time to time and giving us your time to listen to us. So what I wanted to do is kind of pass around the mic to introduce ourselves and kind of tell you how we became a Washington football fan. And then we're going to dive into last week's preseason game and preview the next one. So I'm going to pass it over to Trevor. So, Trevor, you got the mic. What's up, everybody? Trevor Storrs here, um, content contributor for Full Press Coverage Washington. Um, I'm a diehard fan, as you can probably already tell. Uh, it started when I was really, really little. Don't know the, the exact age. My grandmother was a huge uh, Washington football team fan. I remember growing up as a little kid, I had a Mark Rippon jersey. It just went from there. As I got older, I started paying attention to the game more, to the organization more, and here I am. Crazy about the Washington football team. There you go, Trevor. All right, Tony, you're up. Hi, guys. How's it going? Um, my name is Tony Wheat. I'm uh, originally from England. Um, I live now in Ireland, just outside of Dublin. So uh, 
pretty cool place. Um, I've been a, a Washington fan now for nearly 40 years. I started off in the early 80s. A uh, friend of my dad's brought back a pennant from a holiday, um, which was around the time the NFL started being shown in the UK. Um, Washington were one of the top teams back in the day, um, hopefully back soon. And um, yeah, so it, it started from there. Uh, I don't remember the first Super Bowl win. Um, I remember the defeat to the Raiders the following year. Um, and I thankfully remember the, the two Super Bowl wins in the, the late 80s and early 90s. So uh, some happy memories there. And there's been a lot of ups and downs ever since, but uh, sticking loyal to the guys. And I think we're, I think we're on the right track. I agree, Tony. Now, guys, you know, I definitely love um, – I've worked with Tony for a couple of years now. It's, I love that interesting international perspective from him yeah. and basically what he shares of being a Washington fan overseas, which is fantastic. So, guys, I'm George Carmi. Um, you guys may have seen some of my writing on Twitter. Um, I was born and raised in the DMV. I'm actually from Rockville, Maryland. Um, basically, I was, I was born and bred a Washington football fan, a Washington Redskins fan, to be honest. And luckily, um, I had two older brothers that kind of embedded it, <laughs> embedded it in me as soon as I was born. <laughs> you can find baby pictures of me wearing Washington football gear. And um, I think it stems a lot from my mom, believe it or not. Like people usually have their dad that basically kind of mm -hmm. coaches them and brings them into being a fan. Um, my parents immigrated to America in the 1970s, 1974, and um, I think my parents just wanted to kind of become American and kind of like be part of the culture. And, um, you know, at that time, this is like when they were peaking and the, the Washington was like becoming a dominant team. And I was like, you know what, like Sunday in America was revolved about the Washington Redskins and winning football games. And I think my mom just loved it and she kind of taught me to love it. And it's so funny because, um, you know, she'll call me now and she'll be like, oh, man, you know. Dwayne Haskins sucks. And there's a 75-year-old woman is kind of calling me and talking to me about the Washington football team. And yeah. it's just a it's a beautiful thing. And it's like, you know what? Like, that's what I love that's about cool. football. Like, I've played football my whole life. And, you know, this fandom in general, it's like it spurs all races and creeds and values. Mm -hmm. And I think it unites people. So that's why I love sports. And that's why I wanted to be a sports journalist growing up. So this is kind of pursuing my passion with podcasts and writing. So once again, thank you for your time, guys. I'm happy you guys are here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of course. Um, Great stuff. Yo, let's do it. So, guys, um, you know, what I want to do is I basically want to um, reflect on last week. You know, tomorrow we have our first, um, you know, our second preseason game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we had a loss last week to the New England Patriots. Um, Tony, I'm going to start off with you. Um, what were some major takeaways from last week's performance and how would you rate the performance of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke? Yeah, I mean, I thought for a first preseason game, it was a, a pretty solid effort. Um, obviously, 
you know the the main guys didn't didn't play too much but from what we from what we saw of them um i thought the the offense clicked reasonably well early on i thought fitz uh took control pretty well opening a couple of drives couple of nice throws um defense started started strongly um and obviously the the strip sack that wasn't uh, from from chase young um which, which <laughs> very controversial <laughs> yeah I, I don't know you could argue either way i guess but um so i thought it was a solid start there was there was um i don't think anybody jumped off the page particularly um to be honest with you after years and years of preseason for me getting through the preseason with no injuries is the main thing so from that perspective that's a solid start um a couple of guys showed up i mean jared patterson showed up quite nicely i think he had 14 touches with um he had a 10 or so carries and about four receptions so you know he made a solid impression um so yeah i, I thought as a, as a first game um you know i think in preseason, obviously the, the the result isn't the be all and end all by any means um you know even guys like steven montez showed through in the second half um his, his first game action i mean there was no preseason for the guy last year so um yeah look obviously the, we don't show too much of the hand in preseason, so it's fairly basic stuff that we were we were putting out there but um no i thought there was some encouraging signs i agree tony i definitely think like as you mentioned the outcome of the game isn't necessarily the big crux of what we're trying to see from the team i think you definitely want to see growth and as you mentioned injuries were definitely walking away without any major injuries is a definitely big win for washington so trevor what are your thoughts uh, i'm kind of piggybacking off of tony here um first team offense for a quarterback to come in for his first year under our offensive system, he looked like he's been there for at least two years, three years, just, and that's just preseason. Uh, first team defense looks like they can do nothing but get better. Um, Ioannidis is coming back. Tim Settles there. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. Um, I did, I'm going to piggyback on Steven Montez too as well. Tony, he didn't have any preseason action last year. Um, he actually took command of the, of the offense once he got settled in and comfortable. He actually surprised me a little bit more than what I thought he was going to do. Um, and I guess for uh, Taylor Heineke, I didn't really see anything impressive from him. He didn't wow me. Uh, he just showed me that he's going to be, he can be a quarter, a backup quarterback in the league. And if something were to happen, his name were to be called, I think would, would be okay. But other than that, I didn't, Yeah. I, and I wasn't wild like you, Tony. So solid first preseason game. Not bad. Yeah, I think you guys pretty much nailed it. I'm kind of in the same ballpark as you. I think walking away from the game, I felt like, um, I don't know if I'm overreacting, but I felt like our defense definitely, I mean, we're we're expecting a lot from our defense this year, but I felt like kind of tackling was an issue earlier oh, yeah. like, in the game. I don't know if you guys caught that at all. I, yes. I was catching some podcasts. Yeah, Boston, Boston missed a couple. Exactly, right? Boston <laughs> missed a couple. And I think... Uh, I just think, you know, I've been hearing podcasts and radios and things of that nature that, like, you know, it's just because they aren't, they aren't practicing tackling in the game, you know, per NFLPA rules, or sorry, during practice, excuse me, per, per NFLPA rules. They just kind of want to protect your bodies and be safe. But, like, you could tell they're definitely a little bit rusty in regard to that. And for me, the biggest takeaway was that quarterback battle. Like, I know, like, all season, all offseason long, it was, okay, like, can Taylor Heineke supplant Ryan Fitzpatrick? Can he be that QB1? Can he be that diamond in the rough superstar? I didn't necessarily see that. Like, it, I see Trevor shaking his head. I agree with you, man. I think uh, yeah. I think he I could, think he solidified himself as, a you know, a standard, solid QB2, maybe something you can kind of invest in as a backup moving forward. But, um, you know, he didn't really pop for me. I felt like he was too reliant on getting out of the pocket, and there were a lot of dump 
involved. So he, I think he was, I'm going to check my notes. He was nine for 15 for passing for 86 yards, which is a 5.7 yards per attempt. And guys, that's below what um, yeah, Dwayne low. Haskins and Alex Smith did last year. I think, uh, I think Alex Smith had 6.0 and, I'm sorry, Alex Smith had 6.2 and Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins had 6.0. And as you guys know, you know, it's pretty dry and vanilla offense last year. Very, very boring. So that's the what's the future is to come for Heineke. I'm not particularly excited about that. So it's kind no. of a, you know, so that's not really my thing there. No, I thought Heineke, sorry to, no, I, I agree. Time. I agree entirely with both of you. I thought that Heineke was okay. Um, I think a lot of people had, had mentioned how, you know, call him a game or whatever, that he's, he's better in game situations than in, than in practice where he's been tossing interceptions left, right and centre. But yeah. by, by the same token, I think, you know, when the play breaks down, you know, we can use his improvisation. But I think there's only so long you can kind of get away with that unless you really are an elite level talent. Um, and I don't think he is an elite level talent. And I'll, I'll be actually very interested to see what happens when, if and when Kyle Allen is fully healthy. I believe he's going to play against Cincinnati. Um, I think it, I don't think it's a nailed-on deal yet that Heineke is going to be the backup, but I don't know. Maybe I agree to that, and I think uh, yeah, too. yeah, I think you know Taylor Heineke. I think you know there's potential there. There's potential for a solid backup role, but I don't see him projecting as like our quarterback of the future. And I know some people have considered that. And for me, it's like you know what, like he has like there's limited upside there, right? He's going to be 29 next year. He's a little bit smaller. He's injury prone. Why invest so much in him where you could easily just invest in the draft next year and have yeah. someone with more physical tools and faster and quicker and better, better processing. So I don't see Heineken as a long-term solution. So it's yeah. one of my stock downs from last week. I don't know if you guys, but you guys seem to agree with me on that, right? Yeah. Cause I mean, also, and to real quick out of that, if, if Tampa Bay was given a little bit more time to study Taylor Heineke, the outcome probably would have been a little more different than yeah, what it was. Absolutely. No shade to us the way we play. We played great. Defense was great. But they didn't know who Taylor Heineke was. We didn't even know who he was going to be like in game time <laughs> situations. So, like. Yeah. I think it was the blessing. I think it was the a perfect yeah. storm. I think it was a perfect storm, right? It was like, yeah. you know, yeah. our backs were on the ropes. It was a very dramatic season. Our coach had mm-hmm. overcome cancer. Alex Smith is stumbling along on one leg. And here yeah. comes this college student, you know, just fresh off the dorm bed, just walking into Ashburn and basically, you know, leading yeah. against Tom Brady. And it was, it was a beautiful right. thing. And I'm never going to forget it. But I just don't yeah. think – I think that's the end of the story, unfortunately. Yes. Was, you know, life It was a great story. It was, it was a great story. The problem is in the world we live in now, people love a small sample size and they get very excited about one performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, look, the guy was, uh, I don't think he was even starting, was he, in the XFL? And he's yeah. been around the league for three or four years. 32 teams have had the chance to pick him up on more than one occasion. So In, in, in Carolina with Rivera, he's a Rivera guy. Yeah, yeah so, you're right. So, look, you know, he, he is what he is. And, and that's not... QB1. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a knock on him. He is what he is. I think that's, that's pretty much the answer over there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So speaking of stock down. So they were like my boy, Trevor. I love Trevor. He's my guy, right? But um, he was pretty, <laughs> he was harping pretty, he's pretty harping pretty hard on this one guy that I love. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think he has <laughs> a little bit of potential, but Trevor stores is like, he closed the door on this guy already. It's like, it's done deal. We got to no. look at some other things. In my opinion. I'm, saying, All right, no, all right, Trevor. I'm gonna give you the, the opportunity to explain yourself. So, um, there was some criticism for first round pick Jamin Davis, and some of the harshest criticism has been from my man Trevor Stores. So here's a platform here. Tell explain me, yourself. um, let's talk about yeah, explain yourself, sir. So what's going on with Jamin Davis? Like, why why are you down on him? Give me some honest criticism. I want to hear from you. Let's go. All right. Um, when he got drafted, didn't know who the hell he was, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Um, second, he started 10 games in college and like one full year, whatever. Okay, cool. We have the top 20 pick in the draft, okay? He is good. I'm not saying he's not. But if, if he's somebody that you wanted to draft and develop and it's going to kind of move along in a new role, we, why did we waste a top 20 pick on a player like that when we could have maybe gotten somebody who can contribute now since we're in that win-now mentality? I'm not saying I don't trust Ron Rivera or Jack Rio, but it's just the way that they're progressing him and giving him all this different stuff to causing him to look lost in the field and he's our top 20 pick. He looks like he has no idea what he's supposed to do out there. And I know it's preseason, but we don't have time to wait in the regular season for him to get better because our linebacking group is not that great. Like, if mm-hmm. he can't handle it Fair. and we take him out and put somebody else, our depth is trash. So mm-hmm. I just think that maybe yeah. we should adapt to his skill set right now to get him acclimated in the NFL because it's a it's a big boy league now. Like, you might have been calling plays in college, but this these are grown men right now. So <laughs> – He's a man. I like the idea, but his rookie season right now, the jump is quarterback and defense. I don't, I'm, I don't agree with it. All right, I'm cool with that. So you had a chance. To look, <laughs> now he had a chance to explain yourself. So that makes a little bit more sense. Like, I got you. I got you. Okay. Right, let me pass the mic over to Tony. What are your thoughts? Are you? Are there any concern for Jamin Davis right now? Do you think? Uh, you know, are you kind of taking a wait and see? Uh, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it is very early, um, and. There's a lot of merit in what Trevor's just said there. And I think that they, from what I can gather, they, they are deliberately trying to put a lot on his plate. You know, they, they, they're playing him, they're playing him in the middle. They're playing him in the, you know, in the mic at the moment. So he's, you know, he's, ha- he's having to learn the whole defense and he's having to call the plays and he's having to get used to everything. So I, I think in that first game and, you know, some of the reports from training camp that, you know, he's having to process a lot of information. And at the moment he's having to think too much and not play downhill which isn't what you want from, you know, from your middle linebacker. Now, I read a good article by Mark Bullock this week who was saying that um, he thinks that by the season opener that he will have switched to the to the weak side, um, which obviously is a little, a little bit less to focus on, um, you know, and, but I think that the emphasis was, was in, in training camp because I think they, they believe that he, he can handle the load at middle linebacker, it may take him some time, and and obviously, you know, he did look a little bit 
at times at the first game, a couple of times, a couple of plays that Mark Bullock highlighted actually in his in his article, where the the guard, the pulling guard got around and reached the next level and cut him off, where he looked like he was slow to react, and that possibly is because he's thinking too much. So at the moment he's not up to game speed probably. I think that's it because of the processing, but. I'm not too concerned about that. If they do, if they're trying to teach him all that, and then they're going to move him to Will for the first game, put Bostic back into call the signals, and just let Davis go out and play a little bit more, rather than having to worry about calling all the signals, then then I'm fine with that. Um, so yeah, look, I, possibly not as concerned as Trevor, but I, I think that <laughs> I, I think that you need I think you, you need a little more. bit of time. Hey man, I'm. You know, I just and then the other side of my argument is too, like like you said, maybe Tony, maybe they're just doing this to see what he can handle in the game time situation yeah, with all this new role, and then just move him back to where he's supposed to be right now. Maybe this is just like a test for him to see. So that's probably a counterpart to my argument. Maybe, maybe I think that perhaps they want to play him at, at, in the mic, at, you know, long term. But I think to, at least to begin with, and you know, you can do that in training camp. You can do that in the mm-hmm. preseason to, to kind of give him that apprenticeship, if you like, in the role. But when the real bullets are going to start flying in, in September, it might not be such a bad thing to just move him out to the world to begin with um, and let Bostic call the signals. I think what will be interesting is, you know, when we when we go down to two linebackers and we're out the, out the base defence, um, yeah. which I think the stats say was like 65% of the time last year, um, mm-hmm. you know, who the two will be. I mean, you have to assume Davis will be one because of his, his coverage ability and his sideline to sideline speed. So Holcomb's coming through well in, in camp and, and Bostic obviously is the is the main signal caller. Um, so we don't have the greatest depth. I agree with Trevor on that. But I think when we get down to two linebackers, it'll be interesting to see the combination. Yeah, I'm kind of a... So this is where I'm at with Davis, right? I definitely see him as a project. I see him as a worthy project, actually, right? So I think uh, with Jack Rio and Ron Rivera, they do see him... They see, like, the projection with him. Walking away, he had a 9.93 um, relative athletic score, running a 4.440 and a 42-inch vert. And that's at 6'3 and 234 pounds. Like, I know he, you know, to be honest, if you want to be critical of his first game, I agree to that, right? I watched him. My big fear with him was he kind of got washed up in the mix. And when I say that, what that means is when he's coming in as a linebacker, like running downhill to fill the gaps – linemen were getting on him and kind of sticking to him so he couldn't release and get off the run the running backs down. So that's definitely a concern because a true middle linebacker should be able to shed that block and get the running back in the backfield. But um, he definitely was struggling with that. And um, part of that is because he is kind of a slighter linebacker. Like, even though he's kind of packed thick, he is kind of slight. He's not necessarily a big, heavy, burrowing running linebacker. He's more of like a mm-hmm. speed and react kind of guy, right? So we have mm-hmm. that there. Um, but I think he can evolve to it. I think once he kind of once his bot once his mind catches up to his body, I think he'll be able to read and react and get downhill faster. Yeah. Um, I guess you guys are right. So that's funny. Mark Bullock said that because I didn't catch that, and I was kind of spitballing on the fantasy football intervention pod with my boy, um, what's Gibbs FF? He's a great guy, Ryan. And I was kind of talking. I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if like they this is this experiment was was on purpose, right? Like they're going to put mm-hmm. Jamin Davis in that middle linebacker, f- like fill his cup, give him all the information that they can early yeah. on in training camp, and to see what he can retain. And Ron Rivera even said he was retaining information pretty well. Yeah. So I, th- I so I think like he's picking up the information, but it's like we'll see what happens, right? If he can rise to the occasion, like you know, three weeks from now, he will be middle linebacker one. 
worst case scenario, we had that safety valve with John Bostic, who was our incumbent middle linebacker. He could slide in there and put yeah. um, Davis at will and let this guy just read and react and just ball out. So I don't yeah. think it's a bad investment. I think with a player like this, you have five years, like, you know, with that rookie contract plus that fifth year option, you have five years to develop this really interesting prospect. And, um, I, you know, I'm looking forward to him. And I'm really, you know, I think he'll do okay. So I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. It's not five-alarm yeah. fire like Trevor Storrs right now. Just kidding, <laughs> Trevor. We're basically, basically going to see how that goes. I think you kind of you kind of hope with Rivera and Del Rio as well as former linebackers that uh, they kind of they know, know what they're, they're, they kind of know what they're yeah. looking for as well. And, and I think that they, they clearly picked Davis for a specific role because I think at, at that time in the draft, obviously everybody was talking about Ousa Koromoa. Um, Think was Zayvon Collins still available? Yeah, Zayvon Collins still available. Mm-hmm. I think Collins, was, Collins was gone. I think Collins we just was gone. Oh, yeah, he went to the Cardinals yeah. already. Went to Arizona, then, didn't he? Yeah. But Jeremiah was actually still available. He went to the second yeah. round. So yeah. like, we, I think we could have had him the second time around, didn't we? Like, I could be wrong, but yeah. I thought I thought we could have walked away with Davis and Joke, but we decided yeah. to kind of balance it out with Cosme. So yeah, but I so, think that they, were, they were clearing what they wanted with Davis. So I think that you have to assume that there is a plan that's going to sort of evolve. Definitely agree. All right, so let's look, let's move on to our second and last question, right? So we talked about Jamin Davis's growth. We talked about wanting to see more from him. What other interesting prospect could be a veteran, could be a rookie, whatever you want. The table, the floor is yours. Which other prospect, which other player do you want to see develop or see more from moving forward in our second preseason game? I'll throw it over to Tony. Ooh, there's there's a couple of potential ones, but I think I'll go with Diami Brown to start with. Cool. Um, because I think at the moment that uh, Curtis Samuel is, is obviously off the pup list now um, and he's practicing, but he's not practicing with the team much yet. So he's obviously not going to figure, certainly this week, um, which should mean that, that, that Brown's going to get a good opportunity. Uh, you'd imagine that the, the starters are going to play a little bit longer this week. Um, I think last week he had a couple of catches for, for not, not a great deal. I think it was two for 16. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him um you know whether they try and move him around a little bit um and whether he gets more involved i mean you know a couple of catches is a you know a nice enough sort of solid start but it'll be interesting to see if he if he catches fire with say you know maybe a full half's worth of action um and if he does that um i mean terry looked fantastic last week uh humphreys was pretty solid in the slot you know you have to hope that samuel is going to come back because he knows the offense that he will now, hopefully come in fairly seamlessly um that if if brown can contribute straight away um it's it's going to bode well for the offense so yeah he'd be my one for this week cool well, thank you tony and we're gonna do one more question for trevor because i know he's actually going to walk over to the ref the district podcast this guy's a busy man over here uh trevor's <laughs> man, in kinda... demand. <laughs> man in demand so tre- uh, trevor before you walk out the door let sure. me know. So, who, who are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to uh, kind of hitting that next level next week? Um, I don't. I don't really know if it's a, a player. I maybe have a couple of position groups. One, I want to see a kick, kick returning game. Jarrett Patterson. He took reps in practice. I want to see if he's like in the game time situation with yeah. that and and some other rotational guys back there. And then, who's going to solidify the defensive back group once our starters aren't there? Especially in the cornerback position, Daryl Roberts, Tory McTire. Trapkey season is now a quarterback. <laughs> um, oh my you God. know, Danny yeah. Johnson, uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Moreland, like it's, it's, and then safeties, Reeves, McCain. Well, McCain's probably there, but Reeves and uh, I don't even know who other safeties are, but it's just, I want to see who's going to solidify the back end group yeah. just in case yeah. they're called upon. 
our defensive backs definitely are top heavy, right? We walking away with like William Jackson and uh, Kendall Fuller, and we got uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Curl had a good year last year, but it's kind of an unknown behind them, right? If one of them goes down, mm-hmm. who steps up and who's going to rise to the occasion? So it's definitely a very interesting battle. Um, I'm actually going to jump on to mine, Trevor. If you want to stick around for it, you can. But if you got to go, no worries. So it's all good. Tony, uh, nice to out, meet Trevor. you, bro. You too, Trevor. <laughs> good to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Trevor. All right, man. Um, yeah, so for me, I would say Dimey Brown was definitely an interesting one, Tony. I definitely thought that was that was going to be one of my options, but I won't dwell on that too much. The only thing I want to say about him is I want to see him more with the ones. I want to see him given a fair shake and a fair opportunity. Yeah. Um, we know what we got with McLaurin. So, you know, give McLaurin some reps. Move Dimey Brown around. Like, I want to see him explode. He actually had two yeah, catches exactly. for six. Yeah, he had two catches for 16 yards last year. Or, sorry, last week. And um, I just want to see if he has that breakout speed. It's a big play. Just show me some encouraging signs so I can be confident with you moving forward. Yeah. Um, my other kind of my other candidate that I do want to see develop just a little bit more because he's very intriguing to me is Benjamin St. Juice. I think he's very mm-hmm. intriguing, and I want to see if we have the real deal. Um, I do think that 6'3", 200-pound frame is very appealing. I think um, I actually heard today on, I believe, the Kime podcast that um, Rivera chose um, – he basically selected William Jackson and Benjamin St. Juice with the intention of playing more man coverage. It actually was very important for oh, them to develop. Yeah. Yes, I didn't really I, – I, you know, I kind of assumed that. Or, hey, I was curious, are we going to trend that way? But I didn't know that was a concerted effort this offseason to develop that more. And um, yeah. I think it makes sense, right? If you have William course, Jackson yeah. as a – if you have a press – if you have two press corners and with this – Certainly for Jackson. For Jackson, for sure. And then with this pass rush, you know, that just kind of goes hand in hand, right? You basically yeah. you're gonna disrupt the receiver, you're gonna let the dogs loose, let them go after the um quarterback and basically create more disruption. So um, you know, the, the Bengals, they don't have um Joe Burrow this week. He's actually going to be out. They're gonna rest him and relax. You know, it's probably a smart decision to keep him on the yeah. shelf with uh <laughs> with um, you know, he might, still, he might still get him flashbacks as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. It's a good point. And um, you know, I think uh so Brendan Allen's gonna take the helm for the Bengals, but uh, you know, they have a pretty they they call them the big three in Cincinnati, and we'll see if it actually like you know amounts to that. But they have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. So um yeah, it's gonna be three. a it's a good three. And it's going to be a nice, fresh test for our defensive backs, regardless yeah. who plays quarterback. So I do yeah. want to see that. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I mean, I think St. Juice obviously gives the opportunity, if, if he can come in and, and contribute and start to move uh, fuller potentially inside a little bit. Um, you know, if he, he was an elite uh, guy in the slot as well. So if, if we can get those three guys on the field, um, you know, that's going to give us a real boost in terms of there's no weakness there, really, as far as I can see. Um you know, all three of those guys, if they if they can if they can play and St. Juice is up to the level, you know, that's going to be a real bonus for the defense. I agree. I definitely agree. I think Kendall Fuller is a versatile piece. I think he can play the slot. You know, he can play at the boundary if he wanted to, or even at safety position. But yeah. I think he excelled the most. So, you know, if I remember correctly, at PFF was he his best position was a slot. So we're yeah. playing all of our players at the best positions. That's only going to be an advantage for us moving forward. So definitely think that's a good thing. All right, let's bring it on home, Tony, with our very last question. I'm going to throw it okay. over to you. So, um, you know, tomorrow's a big game. Really excited. To, I'm actually going to go to the game. Really excited to go check it out. Um, which position? Yeah, yeah, you definitely have a home here, Tony. If you ever want to come by, check out the game. Yeah, yeah. More than welcome. I'll take you up on that one day. 100%, man. So uh, going back to it. So which position battle do you find the most intriguing? And who are you rooting for in particular in that group? Yeah, I think there are 
two or three, I think um, Trevor touched on a couple of them um, before he left. So I think for, for me, though, at the moment, the receiver group is still the most um, interesting, even though there's probably only one, possibly two slots to play for. I mean, I think that the first five are pretty much locked in with, with McLaurin, uh, Samuel Humphreys, um, Diami Brown and probably Cam Sims, I think, is as close to a lock as you're going to get. So, you know, if we keep, if we keep six receivers, then we're looking at, you know, anyone from Steve Sims Jr., DeAndre Carter, Dax Milne, uh, and Antonio Gandhi Golden. So you've got four guys there who have all got a, you know, a name as such, you know, because they're, they're all they're all kind of figured. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I think, you know. Again, as, as Trevor touched on, the return game is going to be interesting um, because a few of those guys, I think Carter was probably a couple of weeks ago considered to be the lead horse in terms of the return. But, um, you know, they're going to give Patterson some looks as well in the return game, apparently. So, you know, the return game could be the, the, the sort of the, the factor that divides them in the end. But I think Sims has had a good camp by all accounts. Um, Mill also has had a good camp, but I would guess that they might be more inclined to try and stash him away if they can on the practice squad. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Gandhi Golden is, is <laughs> the subject of a lot of debate. I mean, there was the whole AGG <laughs> Kelvin Harmon discussion for a while. Well, we kind of know how that one ended. Um, exactly. But, uh, you know, AGG is not a lock either. So it could be that they both end up on the outside looking in. Um, obviously, again, he's got the he's got the advantage i suppose if you want to call it that have been a, a rivera selection last year in the fourth round but um i don't think that guarantees him anything so yeah i think there's four guys for for one maybe two slots if they decide to go with seven so it's going to be interesting because i don't imagine that terry's going to play for that long maybe a quarter or so so i think mm -hmm. a lot of these guys a lot of these guys are going to get a good run um against the bengals so it's an opportunity you know if one of them balls out and um you know, knocks the socks off, then it might be the, it might be the difference. No, no question. I think uh, the wide receiving, the, like the debate, the big controversy this season is very hotly contested. I think everybody's keeping their eye on that for sure. Um, I just kind of, I'm trying to think about how they're going to frame and how are they going to put that group together, right? Yeah. Are they going to take the six best wide receivers that they possibly, the most talented guys of the group? Are they going to kind of frame it more of like a basketball kind of a roster, right? Are you going to have yeah. like two bigs and three littles or something like that? Are you going to have some size guys and speed guys and kind of frame it that way? So Absolutely, it's, definitely yeah. it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I do think AGG is kind of losing equity quickly. Like I think he was drafted by this group. Um, Scott Turner was a big fan from what I understand, but he just okay. hasn't produced much. He's given every opportunity and, um, you know, like, you know, you got to – you got to come. You got to bring some of the table at some point. So I just yeah. think um, we're losing something there. And um, I heard Dex Milne, Dex Milne is actually coming on strong, and yeah. you know, they, they view him as a true like development slot guy. Just so let's say Humphreys isn't necessarily bringing his A gamer gets hurt. Dex Milne could just basically jump on in, maybe even over Steve Sims, which is um, who's been coming on strong too. Yeah, maybe so. To bring it on home for me, um, the line grabbing line backing group is very interesting. I know um, Trevor kind of mentioned it. Um, you know, we do have that front line group of like Jamin Davis and John Bostic and Cole Holcomb, but there really isn't much more behind that. That's kind of no. a concern for me. So I definitely want to see them thrive. I want to see, like for me, my, my one of my personal favorites on the team, I don't know why I just kind of have affection for Cole Holcomb, but I really do. I just kind of see him as an athletic guy. He's like he... 
he gets he he's a, a shade or two below Jamin Davis in, in terms of athleticism, but no one really even understands that. Like you know, he has a cool mullet. They don't really actually consider him <laughs> as a true yeah. as a true prospect. And I do think he can develop. And um, I think ideally. Cole Holcomb and Jamin Davis would be your nickel linebackers, be those two guys behind that five offensive line or, yeah. you know, or sorry, defensive line or whatever we do. It's kind of, they're flexible and athletic enough to play defense. Um, behind that, it's very, you know, it's nerve wracking. We have Jared, we have Jared Norris from San Francisco and David Mayo from the Giants, who are more special teams guys. And yeah. I don't really see them really contributing too much besides like, you know, punt team and things of that nature. But, um, I do have my eye on Kaliki Hudson because I do want to yeah, see. Um, he was the one I was thinking of. Is he really going to do something special? Like you know, during in at Michigan, um, he's a smaller guy. Actually, when I saw him, I don't. I to be honest with you, like he was kind of a blur in regard to my memory last year. I didn't really know what, what where he was, how big he was, and things yeah. like that. And I saw him last week, and he's a small guy. Like I don't know if you got if okay. you caught that, but he's pretty small. He looks like almost like a cornerback or a safety, which yeah. he played in Michigan, but um. Go ahead. Yeah, they, they they talked about playing him potentially in that sort of Buffalo nickel role that they were talking about, where I think Curl played quite a bit of last year, where it's almost that hybrid role. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that you know that could be an option for him there. And again, as you said, this week is going to be a, a good chance for him to get some game time to to, to show what he can do. But uh, yeah, the the depth isn't great in there. Yeah, hundred percent. So like. Like, as you mentioned, I just want to see where he will play. Is he going to be? Is he a reasonable option at the will linebacker position? Or are they going to just going to throw him out creatively in a nickel? We'll see how that goes. So definitely something I keep an eye on. Um, you know, if our depth doesn't shine, I wouldn't be surprised if we added a veteran later on yeah. this offseason with a surprise cut. So yeah, definitely an option. Definitely an option. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to kind of wrap it up on that point. Uh, we basically thank you for joining us for this little 35-minute quick hitter in our first ever FPC podcast. Uh, Tony, where can they find you on Twitter, and what do you got upcoming? And you know, with your news and media, what do you got going? Well, I'm uh, Twitter handles on the screen there. It's uh, at Tony J Wheat. Um, hopefully, going to be getting some articles out for full press coverage Washington in the next few weeks to look at. Uh, the final 53 and then we're going to start to look at the regular season so uh looking forward to getting into the regular season now oh you're Charges, very good too just first week up <laughs> exactly right man that's exactly right so yeah i'm definitely with you guys there so you guys can find me at gcarmy21 um i also write for full press coverage uh today i put up a stock up stock down on six players for the washington football team make sure to check it out and make sure to check out some of our roundtables where me tony and trevor will jump in on some hot topics in the washington football world and kind of talk about what we are seeing there so guys thank you for joining us uh, pleasure to have you guys. Looking forward to interacting with you with future chats and upcoming Washington football podcasts. So have a great night, everyone. Take care. Cheers, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.